So if I'm not being poured into, it's hard for me to pour out to. So it's definitely, it's intimate time. It's, it's, it's sacrifice. You have to sacrifice time um, to spend with God, but it's something you won't regret because he fills you up. We are back, everyone, with the Deeper Still podcast. Beep, beep, Deeper beep. Still is more than a podcast, but it is beep, a monthly beep. worship gathering meeting every last Monday of the month around the Chicagoland area. I'm your host... Excuse me, I'm introducing myself. <laughs> I'm your host, Daniel Acevedo, back from his ACL injury. That's right, Jack Fitzmorris. Wait, I thought I was Daniel Acevedo. There can only be one. <laughs> so, someone will die tonight. Dang. <laughs> and not only Jack, we've also got the man with the plan, or... That's at least what I call him. You know him as Gabe the Babe Lopez. That's <laughs> <laughs> me. If your eardrums are not dead by now. Gabe Gabe on the ones and twos. On the ones and twos. We're glad you're here. Jack, I'm glad you're back. I know that injury was hard on you. Tell well, us about it. Um, Quite frankly, I had a, a, a tough tough go at it, you know, had to do some immediate reconstructive surgeries. What what sport were you playing when this happened? Well, you know, Golf? What, what is sports, you know? <laughs> Maybe I was just using, walking upstairs. Dang, so you got an ACL injury walking upstairs. <laughs> I was at work. On competitive ESPN yes, sports yeah, injury. Electronic sports. I was gaming. <laughs> It's like, oh, what sport were you playing? Football. Really? Mad yeah, on my phone. But as I was looking <laughs> at the screen, I fell down the stairs. Two flights. <laughs> Youch. You're an ACL. Now, as we said in the last episode, Jack had to work. But we're glad yeah. to have him back. Jack, I'm glad you're here, buddy. Thanks, man. Glad is, to be back. Is there anything you would like to say to me? Now that well, you're I just want to go down a long list of saying that you should... Probably cut me off. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, today's guest is someone truly special. Uh, she is an entrepreneur. She has uh, opened up her own business from the ground up. Uh, owner of P31 Beauty Salon and the brand owner of Virtue Lashes. That's right. It's our pleasure to introduce Annabelle Barajas. <laughs> Woo! Woo! That was awesome. She's here. She's here. <laughs> you made it. With I'm no in. ACL injury. That's true. None. None at all. Annabelle, how are you today? I'm doing great. We're glad that you were able to join with us. I know you said before we started that you've been so busy. Swamped. <laughs> Swamped. Swamped. Overbooked. No, but uh, in a crazy time, I, I was talking about this in the last episode. Obviously, these episodes uh, will come out much later than uh than when we're airing um but so as we're recording today right there's still very much a coronavirus going around <laughs> coronavirus. coronavirus yeah people are not able to work right now but uh we hope um that when these episodes do come out even though they'll be much later that they will provide some encouragement to people um and all glory to god uh through these conversations i would say so with that we are just going to jump right into it. Anna, are you ready? I'm so ready. All right. Let's start. Spin that wheel. Just kidding. All right. <laughs> All right. So the first thing I wanted to mention 
because I was going through your Instagram oh, and your website and just <laughs> trying to get familiar with your work, right? And I was looking at all these amazing hairstyles, right? And I was like, man, these are these are really good. And it just reminded me that recently I was at Jack's house and there there was a Barbie on the table. Okay. There's a Barbie at my house? There was a Barbie at your house. Okay. I don't know if it was your sister's or yours. No, it was no. Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was sitting on the table and I looked at his sister and I was like, like her hair was like all out of whack. And I was like, I can fix this. You know, like how hard could it be? I'm just gonna put it in a bun. There was like a little rubber band that the toy came with. So I was like, easy. Easy. I could, I could put this in a bun. And uh like a good 15 minutes later, I, I did not only not have her hair in a bun, I had it like where the rubber band was like splitting her oh hair no. down the middle. Dang. And she had like these two pigtail things going on, but like one was way larger than the other. I, I did not succeed in my task. And I was like, wow, it is impressive. Like the girl puts her hair in a bun and like, Two seconds, and I couldn't figure this out in like 10 30 minutes. minutes later. Yeah. That's some like Harley Quinn hairstyle type yeah, stuff. It was bad. It was bad. So I realized I'm not good at this. If I could share a backstory as well, I wanted to help my sisters do their hair because I always thought it was cool. And so my mom was like, oh, you could just brush their hair. Well, I did it once, and then I was never requested to do it ever again. No. Because so. you tore the hair <laughs> right out of the I was trying to do it gently, but my, all They're I just like remember screaming. was my sister Hannah being like, ow, ow. And then <laughs> it was never again, and I was like, oh, I could brush your hair. And she's like, no, oh, I'm good. No thanks. It's fine, honestly. <laughs> so clearly we do not have the skills to pay the bills. It's true. But you do. You do. And I want everyone to know that. Pay all the bills. Yeah. So my first question is, what kind of got you into wanting to go into hairstyling in the first place? See, I feel like I've repeated this story so many times. Um, But I don't think a man has ever asked. It's always been like with my clients. Like, oh, Oh. what got you into hair? Um, And and I like what you said about Barbie because that's where it started with me. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because... Now, looking back at my life, looking back as as a kid growing up, like, it was always, like, it was natural to me. It was always there. I remember um, my Barbies, I would chop off their hair, I would grab markers, I would color it, and then I would hide them because I knew my mom would kill me because I would cut all their hair. And I was always, like, just so... Um, intrigued with intrigued with just like changing it up changing their hairstyle and you know chopping it up and let me see what how they look if I do this and I do that Um, so it was always something natural to me even in high school for homecoming and school dances you know I would have the girls come over and I would do their makeup and I would do their Uh, hair you were the hookup yeah Yeah. and it was just a hobby it was just something I like love doing but I never never saw it as a career and I never in a million years thought I would be doing it like you know full-time like I didn't that was not in my plans um I was actually when I was in high school I took three years of interior design two years of architect and I was actually gonna get into interior design that was my plan that's where I was gonna go and um that was 08 when Bush was president and you know that went yeah we all know we all know how that went um, and I remember I had already like had 
submitted applications and everything for for college. It was my senior year, um, and I had pretty much everything planned out. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew where I was going to go. I was trying to get into Harrington downtown. And if not, I was going to try to get into Columbia. I was going to try to get into something. Um, And I remember reaching out to one of my friends who was already in college. She was already in her second year of interior design. And back in the MySpace days, I remember reaching out to her and I said, hey, um, so how's school? Like, give me a little bit of like backup or like, give me some boost. And she's like, honestly, don't take it. And I said, what? And she's like, the economy crashed. She's like, you know, Mm. this field, you really have to know people. You have to have connections. She's like, you're not just going to get out of a four year um, college and and have all these clients. And, you know, you have to know people. She's like, it's not as easy as they made it seem in high school. And I'm like, oh man, like, what am I going to do? Because that was where I was going to go. And I remember, um, like, my dreams were just crashed. I remember it was just, like, bursted bubble. And I was driving with my sister one time, and she's like, so what's what's the plan? What, what are you planning to do with your life? I said, well, interior design is it's not an option right now, and I really don't know what I'm going to do. And she's like, well, why don't you get into cosmetology? She's like, you already do it. You know, it's I'm sure it's easy money. It can be a side gig, you know, until things, you know, get better. And maybe um, you can get into your four-year college and have that as a backup, you know, have a job doing it, whatever. And I'm like, never really thought about that. So I graduated June of uh, 08. I remember I went for um, a tour at a beauty school in in Bloomingdale um, in July of 08. So it was one month after I graduated high school. And I remember walking in and it was just like, I just knew, like, I just knew, like, this is what I had to do. I walked in, it was just like everything aligned and everything connected. I'm like, wait, like, I was like so meant to do this. And I remember um, going through the tour and, you know, they're explaining all this and that. And she's like, well, you know, give me a call. And I'm like, no, can I like apply now? And she's like, are you oh, sure? Wow. And I'm like, yeah, like I want to do it now. I remember my mom was like, that's loca. Like you're crazy. Like, what do you mean? You know, she's like, yeah. we just came to see. And I'm like, no, I know. And so um, that happened that I ended up applying. And she's like, well, we have one space open two weeks from now. If not, the next opening is to September in the fall. Yeah. She's like, so enjoy your summer. You can start in September. I'm like, no, I'll take that one class that's like two weeks away. Yeah. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, like, just do it. I'm, mm. I'm very spontaneous. And if I do it, I'm going to do it right now. Because if not, I'm going to overthink it and I'm not going to do it. Mm. And my mom's giving me all this, you know, drama being dramatic and saying that, you know, is it something I'm for sure want to do and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, I want to do this. So, um, yeah, I signed up. I was there two weeks later. I started and I've been doing it ever since. So it's been almost 11 years. Wow. Well, yeah. So, this, so something you always loved, but you never, never, never saw no. yourself doing this no, ever. as a career. Never. Until one day when you were like, oh man, the plans that I had. Plan A was destroyed. Was not, yes. was not working through. Exactly. Just like, you came, you came to something you were like, why was I not doing this exactly. sooner? That's very exactly. interesting. That's very yeah. interesting. And um, if I may, that's oh. a that's actually a really bold move too. That it was like you made such the plant like you were saying very spontaneous. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of like a big. You it were is. you dove headfirst <laughs> into this whole thing. I did. Because I sh- I sure was gonna ask like because I thought you were gonna say well I never really thought about it and I decided to do this instead 
And then that's what I was going to do. And I was going to be like, my next question sure was going to be like, then how did you get to the point where you decided? And uh, and the journey, I just kind of love seeing, um, and I think this happens a lot in life where sometimes we have our our mindset on like, Mm -hmm. this is where I'm going to do, this is where Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, right? And uh, and then there's just this funny little turn that's like, nope, that's not a possibility anymore. And it's like, well, I'm going to go this way. But then you go this way and you're like, why the heck wasn't I going Why wasn't I, yep. In the first place. Exactly. So, um... Along the lines of your Instagram, I, you know, was snooping and, uh, and I was reading through some of the posts and there was one post where you're standing in front of your salon mm-hmm. and you just were talking about how it's been a very challenging year, yeah. how just, it's been just so many different difficulties, yeah. but also a lot of, a lot of blessing in that mm-hmm. too. You were just talking about, I, I really had to trust the Lord in a lot of different areas. So as difficult as it has been, um, there's also been, you know, a great time of seeing God work yeah. in a lot of ways. And so before we get into all of that, what yeah. all that entails, what I would like to ask is how did P31 uh, beauty salon come to be could you tell us how about did it birth yeah. yeah okay um the origins <laughs> so okay so i after got out of beauty school i i worked out of home for a couple of years i worked at a barbershop kind of got um a little bit of my practice in with men cuts and all of that good stuff but i was always led back to the women like it was just something about the woman that it was always pulling me um and i remember oh. The salon that I own now was owned by somebody else at the time when I was uh, working with her. And it was, I believe, 2015 when I started working with her. Um, and I remember she was my high school stylist. So she would do my hair when I was in high school. Oh, wow. She would cut my hair. Uh, I would do all the coloring, but she would cut my hair. And I remember um, coming in for a haircut. And like maybe two weeks prior to that appointment... Um, I was praying. I remember asking God for an opportunity to expand and an opportunity to grow. Mm -hmm. And I was working at home and I was very limited on my space and I was very limited on my time um, because I was, you know, I I turned my bedroom into a little hair salon. So I was doing that out of home, uh, building my clientele. And I remember I was like, all right, God, like, you know, it's so hard to book two or three clients at a time because my space is not is not letting me. I said, God, I'm I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to expand. I'm ready um, to do something else. You know, open a door uh, wherever you want me to go. So I remember going to this haircut, and you know, we're we're talking, and she's like, So, um, are you looking for a job? And I looked at her in the mirror, and I'm like, No. And she's like, Well, you know, she's like, I I run the business on my own. She's like, you know, I don't have any other stylist. She's like, two of my stylists recently left and I have open chairs. She's like, you know, if you like, you know, to rent a chair out, you know, the opportunity is, is, is there. She's like, you know, whenever you want, think about it. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Like, it's fine. And I remember walking out and I was so convicted. Like, I felt convicted because I'm like, God, I just asked you this like two weeks ago and here I am anger facing like, no, I don't want it. You know, so I remember getting in the car and I'm like feeling so guilty, you know, for saying no for the op- like I just felt like that was my opportunity. So I went home and I was just sitting there like I was just being, you know, in my quiet space. And I remember, you know, 
very clearly him saying that's the place like that's where you need to be and I think it was fear creeping over me like oh do I really want to expand myself do I really want to grow is this something what I really want to do maybe I'm fine just being at home I'll you know maybe I'll do that but I just felt very strongly like I had to take this this opportunity so I remember texting her that night and I said hey um is you know the opportunity still open you know can I rent out a chair I said can we try out a couple days out of the week and then like slowly get a full-on schedule and she's like yeah for sure so that's how it happened um when I started working with her we kind of played around with the idea of maybe partnering up or maybe um you know, her leaving and me running it. We kind of played with different ideas, but nothing was ever on concrete or like set on stone. It was just like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. So one year went by, two years went by, three years went by. And I got to a place spiritually where I was tired. I was overwhelmed. Um, I was, I think, I think that was at my lowest point of my life. It was 2017. I was ready to leave church. I was ready to just throw the towel. Like, I wanted to move out of state. I was ready to just start fresh somewhere else. Um, And I remember telling God, I said, God, if nothing happens by summer of 2018, like, that's it. Like, I'm moving out of state. Like, I can't be here anymore. Nothing's happening. Like, I've been here for three years, and I see nothing happening. So um, that year, I went to Israel. I went to Israel November of 2017. And I went by myself. I didn't know anybody. Um, I flew alone. Like, I also took that step to just be like, all right, I've been wanting to go for years. Nobody wants to come with me. I'm just going to go. So I remember going, and I remember being in a plane, and I wrote in my journal the answers that I needed answers to. The the answers that I needed to be answered. And I said, God, I need something. You know, I'm going away. I'm kind of you know, closing myself to the world because obviously there's no phones. The times is different. Like, it was pretty much I was on my own. I said, God, I need answers. I need something. I need something. I know you have something for me over there. So I went and, I mean, Israel in itself, it's, I mean, that's that's a whole other story, but we're talking about P31. So, (laughs) so I remember um, we, I think, I believe it was December 5th, we were, um, we went to the tomb and from there we traveled to the upper room and I remember sitting in the upper room and just I was just overwhelmed with what had happened there I'm like god this is you know not only where you had your last supper but this is where you know your your apostles were were baptized in the holy spirit this is where they were in power this is where you know they walked out of these four walls like with boldness you know and I'm just sitting there in awe and I'm just like bawling and and all of that a little backstory I, I showed up to Israel with only a carry-on because my luggage never made no, it to Israel. Really? Yes, never oh, made it to Israel. Goodness. So here I am in Israel with just a carry-on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. Dang. Um, and that, I'm saying, everything everything that happened in that trip was just God-ordained, you know, because I had everything I needed in my carry-on. You know, my big luggage had the blow dryers and the curling irons and, you know, all the glam was in that big luggage. And then this carry-on had everything I needed. So I'm over there bare with nothing on and I had gone shopping and I had done all this stuff. So I'm over there 
in the upper room and I remember um, they, they set us up in different groups and we have a tour guide and whatnot. So a girl in my, a lady in my group comes up to me and she's like, I have a word for you. And now here I am like desperate to hear something, yeah. you know? And um, I know, like, I just felt like, all right, God, this is it. What do you have for me? And she said, God is ready to hand over the keys to a business, but you stopped believing in it. And I stopped and I just remember, like, I just collapsed. I knew exactly what it was because I had told God, if nothing happens by summer of 2018, like, I'm done. You know, so she's like, I don't know what has happened in your life. She's like, I don't know where you are in life. She's like, but I just see keys being handed over to you. So I, I knew exactly what it meant. I just didn't know like, how fast it was going to happen. So... Fasting of uh, 2018, we were fasting when we fast as a church in January. Um, God really put in my heart Proverbs 31. And I remember reading it and reading it. And I'm like, God, all right, like I get it. Like I, I get my part and I receive it. And again, he would put, you know, Proverbs 31 again. And I'm just like, okay, I received something else. Until finally he's like, no, it's not about you. You know, like these these words are words that 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 women need to hear that are sitting on your chair she there he's like these women don't know their value these women don't know how i love them how i value them they don't know um you know they they walk in with insecurity so i just felt like this like how he just placed this this ver these verses um upon my spirit and i remember um you know, reading them, and I said, okay, Proverbs 31, I said, it's, it's, it, it kind of empowered me to minister now, so, sure. um, as time was going, um, two months happened after, um, uh, fasting, so it was March of 2018, and I rented a chair, so I came in and out whenever I wanted, I didn't sure. have yeah. a structured schedule, and the lady, um, that owned it she's like well I need to talk to you before you leave and I said yeah for sure so I sat and she just started crying you know her mom had gotten pancreatic cancer so she was you know in and out coming you know she was going to Mexico she was coming to work you know so she was she was flying a lot so I had to take the role of of kind of running things when she wasn't there and um so when she she told me she's like hey I'm, I'm overwhelmed I'm tired like I can't do this anymore um, she's like, you know, and I'm thinking her mom, you know, I'm thinking like, oh man, she's overwhelmed. She's tired. Her mom's sick. That's where my head's at. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? Is her mom okay? And, and all of that. And I remember she reached to the back of her pocket and she took out the keys and she said, here, she's like, these are the keys to the business. She's like, take it. She's like, I can't run it anymore. She's like, I don't have the energy. I don't have the passion. She's like, I don't have the time. She's like, so do what you want with this business. She's like, make it yours. Pay me the rent. Don't pay me for any of the equipment. She's like, just do it. Whoa. Yeah. And I remember looking at her and I was like, what? And again, fear just creeped over me. And I said, how am I even going to run a business? You know, like I have no money. I remember I only had like $600 um, in, in my savings. I said, how am I even going to start a business uh, with these $600? And I remember I went back to my secret place and I said, God, I 
I know this comes from you. I said, but how am I going to do it? I said, I have no money. So I remember the money that I had in my envelope, I laid it before him. I said, God, this is what I have and I'm giving it to you. I said, I, I'm trusting that you're going to provide every penny that is needed for this process. Like never before, I remember the next day, I was just swamped with text messages. Clients, hey, can you fit me in? Hey, I mean, I was working Monday through Saturday from open to close. And all the funds were coming in, you know. And I remember when I went to pick out the name, um, the lady's like, all right, so what name do you want for your business? And I knew it. Like, I just knew P31 was the name. I said, because this is what he had placed when I was fasting. So, um yeah, the process was only four months, transformed it to how I wanted it. It's not completely how I want it, but it's it's doable. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's exactly how it happened. And when I had the grand opening, I think it was just a moment of, of, of gratitude and a moment of, of, of just giving it all back to him. And I said, God, if you're giving me, giving me this business, I'm going to use it to glorify. I'm giving it back to you. So, um, yeah, that's that's how P thirty one came came out. It came out of a word from Israel. To the holy land and back. <laughs> yes, <Hallelujah>. it did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Man, I I was enjoying every detail of that story and just it, that was a long process Ugh, of the just process. years and years and years. Yeah. And I think um, one of the things that was coming to my mind as you were talking about this is a going back to the last question, just kind of what even got you into you know, wanting to style Mm -hmm. hair and things like that and think this wasn't your intention. Mm -mm. You know, like this wasn't where you wanted to go as a teenage girl. And, um, and, and I'm just kind of thinking about not only our current circumstances that we're seeing in the world today, um, because at that time, you're right, there was this nationwide catastrophe that had happened with the economics collapse. Um, And, and it just, I don't know, there's there's something about stories like this and just always seeing the sovereign hand of God. Amen. Right? In that what looks like insurmountable odds, what looks like, man, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. God, God works in ways. And, yeah. I, and I don't want to sound like a cliche, it's like God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. But there is this sense in which, man, why isn't it happening this way? Why isn't it looking this way? And mm-hmm. it's like, if you think that's what you need, you've missed the point. Exactly. You know, you exist to glorify me, exactly. not the other way around. Exactly. And to think that he was refining you, and and though it was a long process, he was refining yeah. you to get you to a point where he wanted you to minister his word yeah. to, to people who need, obviously everyone needs it, yes. but this was the people he called you to minister Amen. to, you know? Amen. And it was like, man, and if mm-hmm. it wasn't for... The economy collapsing exactly. and me not being able to get a job and then deciding, oh, yeah, I do have a, yes. uh, you know, a hobby in this. Yes. And somebody suggested it. And then yes. years and years and years. Of, it's like these souls, yeah. right, are now being ministered mm-hmm. to. These souls. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways for me is that, like, now women are not just walking out looking physically beautiful. Amen. They're hearing the word of God. Yeah. You know? And... What a testimony because not in a lot of places can you go and just start, you know, where it's yeah. not considered right to go and start preaching the gospel to people. But you're like, this is my business. Exactly. I'll talk about whatever I want <laughs> in my business. That's right. And if you don't want to come, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. I, you know, I, yeah. I'd love for for you to come, but 
it's it's not going to stop me from sharing yeah. the word. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah, I think it's in particular pretty amazing to think that, um, like you were saying, that there's a lot of hope in that, right? Because mm-hmm. the reality is um, when we draw a blank, essentially, and we go back to the correct position, which is consulting God about what our life's plans are. Because usually it's not like that. It's mm-hmm. like, God, let me just tell you how this is going to go. And then um, you do that. Yeah. And then you just kind of make it work for me. Yeah. And God's like, well, is that really how it's going to go? Yeah. Um, but he's very kind and gentle to us. But it's amazing how he uses these things. And it's I think it's most amazing to think that most times our plans for how our life is going to go um, usually falters and fails, right? So it's mm. very fragile. Mm-hmm. We think we have a ton of control. And then the reality is, is we don't, right? Mm-hmm. We're even seeing that. Um, we're even seeing it with the whole Corona thing. And we'll see it again and again and again. Just yeah. the idea of like, Oh, I got this. This is what I'm doing. Yep. God, here's my plans. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. Um, and, and the reality is, is that the best life that we could be offered is the one um, that God ordains for our life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The one where he inspires you as yeah. you go once and you're like, I want to take a class right away. Um, the one where he connects you with the right people to say, hey, don't go this direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's amazing to think like, the eternal significance of um, the eternal significance of what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, and you may not have had those opportunities had you were somewhere else. Exactly. Um, you know, to see how you've grown and stuff like that. I think that's that's amazing. That it's like it is for His glory. But the crazy thing is, is when we're obedient to God and like surrendered to what He wants, it's beneficial to us. Correct. It actually works out better for us than if we were to follow right. what we want yeah yeah I, I well before i move to the next question as you were talking there it reminded me of something i was um just today actually i was listening to a uh a ben shapiro uh, as i often do and um and it was just a it was just a short clip he actually was talking to ravi zacharias now this is a different interview than the than the sunday special he did a while back this was just uploaded like two weeks ago and I found out through this little snippet, this clip, that Ravi Zacharias was diagnosed with cancer. Oh. And uh, man, I was I was so sad when I heard this because I've been listening to him uh, since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My you know my parents would have him on the radio in the car, and that was like the only way I could hear him was when he was just on the radio. Now I can yeah. just YouTube him. And uh, as he's talking with Ben Shapiro, and Ben Shapiro asked him a really crucial question, and he said, in a time like this how important is prayer what's the purpose of it and and Ravi Zacharias one of my heroes in the faith right he says and I've heard this answer before too but I just I love that he said it again he said prayer is not so much about me dropping in a little coin and getting God to do Mm. what I want him to do right it's not like a little magic trick but rather me being in line with what God wants to do amen and so we pray so that my desires will line up with his desires, not me just telling mm-hmm. him what he ought to do as if somehow I know better. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring this up is because that's what I'm hearing the story. And as Jack was even talking, like I'm thinking about this and I'm like, man, ain't that the truth? Like, here's a man just diagnosed with cancer. And what is prayer? He could be saying, God, get rid of this cancer, please get yeah. rid of it, get rid of it. And would we would we be mad if you prayed that? No, I would probably be yeah. praying that. But his desire was, 
God, make my desires in line with your desires. Amen. And I think that's the, that was the He had to make his about. prayer a yes and amen. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, exactly barely, what barely. it was. Yeah, barely, barely. Not a, I want this. Mm-hmm. Also, cool thing, air high five, I went to Israel as well. Boop. Yes, he did. Woohoo! Yes, he did. Holy land buddies. <laughs> For <Damn>. sure. <laughs> I will go one day. I'm going to come back holier than the rest. <laughs> With the glow, with the Moses glow, <laughs> face. faces glowing. I just got an Uber tan. Wrap that up, Dan. Yeah, Too distracting. I saw the glory of God. No, dude, you just got a bad tan. Don't lie. You could get a bad tan. <laughs> you could. So just to kind of follow up, just with everything yeah. in uh, P31 Studios, you also have uh, virtue lashes. I do. Um, so how did that come about? Um, how'd you come up with the name? Because it seems like kind of stems from that Proverbs 31 yeah. idea of a virtuous woman. Yes, so it, it 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 definitely does obviously stem out from from Proverbs thirty one, yeah. um, but I mean reading the more I read Proverbs thirty one, the more I get out of it. It has, it has some really good like gems in 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 these Proverbs thirty one ten to thirty one, um, and there's all these verses that they just align or or categorize. I guess you can say what. Uh, a woman of God is you yeah. know do we fit all of them absolutely not you know um, but I think what I can mostly take out of these verses is is the word virtue virtue means a high moral it's a high standard mm-hmm. and I think that's how God holds us he holds us in a high standard he we're, we're valuable to him we're important to him um, and you know Proverbs I mean P31 I like I said I've I mean I can endless testimonies on what I've seen sure. you know um, having no money to having money and uh, two of my employees um, you know got baptized in in, wow. in the process of this year and a half and I mean I've, I've seen a lot happen um, but I think that the common denominator um, with all of this is is the value of a woman and how society sees us and it kind of affects the way we we see ourselves and you know hearing a lot of stories of these women who you know who are insecure or who come from you know um a a bad relationship or they're you know being verbally abusive i mean like the stories are endless but you know in in this place i've seen women cry i've seen women really let their walls down and I've set kind of an atmosphere where these women can just come and just be themselves you know I I have my worship music on 24 7 you know and and the atmosphere is already set these women walk in and and they feel the peace of God they feel um it's different it's it's different and they've said it like it just feels different in here um and and from there comes virtue lashes because I, I have a list of things I want to come out with um but virtue lashes came out of pretty much social media and and how lashes are just being blown up mm-hmm. everybody yeah. wants lashes you know it's Dan just, wanted it's, lashes <laughs> actually oh um, mine is our natural <laughs> really yeah. wow good for you nice. i thought you were using virtue i lashes. thought you were using yeah i thought it was virtue lashes virtue lashes used by daniel Acevedo. <laughs> um and and that's how it happened it, it happened through through what's happening now and i think um, you know, there's we have to move with the wave. We have to kind of see what's in and find different ways of ministering to people. And and if virtue, I mean, if lashes are in, I'm gonna go with lashes to minister to these women. Yeah, yeah. 
So um, that's how it happened. It kind of just, it was in my bucket list. I woke up one day and I was like, all right, I'm going to start my lash line. Kind of did my research, uh, did what I had to do. Um, the name, it was already, I already had it. I had the name. I had how I wanted the logo. I wa- yeah. I had this whole vision for it. Um, and once I did my, my research and stuff and, and I, a lot of clients um, would ask me, well, before that, would ask me, oh, you know, what lashes do you have on? Or where can I get those lashes? And I'm like, if, if I had my own line, I would present them my lashes, <laughs> right? Um, and it just, that's how it, it kind of happened. But I wanted to still be attached to the vision of Proverbs 31. So from there um, came, obviously, Virtue Lashes. Yeah. Now I have five different um, designs, and each design is named... Uh, with the different characteristic of of a virtuous oh, woman, so I have that's gentle, great. and then I have sensitive. I have fearless, confident, and then fearless. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean fierce, and you know they're all characterizing. You open up the box, and it has a verse in there, so it's still planting a seed. Even if it's the lashes, they're gonna open it. They're gonna see that verse. Yeah. Um, so that's how it happened. I launched them a year exactly from launching the salon so it's kind of it's kind of a pattern like i don't know what's coming up this july i don't I know just about to ask yeah you, is there i do special release <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't know you get the first scoop uh-huh. <laughs> yeah no but that's cool we were just curious we figured we uh we wanted to know the the, the story there yes since you're doing so much i know right <laughs> brand owner business owner all that good stuff yeah and i think it's really interesting too that that idea of like a virtuous woman right because i, I mean again I, i'm not gonna be like i know what mm-hmm. how society thinks of ladies but for mm-hmm. the most part yeah um i would say across the board virtuous is like dumb almost you know what i mean who mm-hmm. wants to be virtuous mm-hmm. um and i think it's really interesting um to see what how that's played out you know what i mean because the reality yeah. is is like um ultimately everyone's broken yeah and i think that um when we kind of turn off to say like that's not wrong um it it, it stems more uh, brokenness overall and i think it's really amazing how you it, it's it's really crazy because when you think about it, anyone that cuts your hair, that's a very intimate thing to it let is. someone like touch yeah. your head in general. Yeah. You know, if you had like someone on the street just come and like run their hands through <laughs> your hair, you'd want to fight them. Yeah, for weird. sure. Um, you know, and I think the reality is is that you get very comfortable with those people. Yeah. Um, because it's such an intimate thing, um, and I think it's amazing to think, and I'm sure you have, like you were saying, you have a ton of stories of how, yeah, uh, just people opening up and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I think. It's amazing to hear, like, the battle against a society, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and ultimately, all you're doing is following the Lord's call in your life. So it's not like, um, I mean, you're very much actively engaged in the Lord's your strength. But I just think, um, man, that's, that's crazy to think that, like, you're using this to fight against, like, a societal norm. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And I was... Going back to Ravi Zacharias, I always think about what he says. He says, um, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. Jesus came to make dead people live. Mm -hmm. And um, what does the Bible tell us? We're dead in our sins. We're dead in our sins. And, you know, some of that leads to very broken patterns. And we see that as you're talking about. We see that in just even how there's a, 
a, a certain treatment uh, or, or look towards certain women or why she doesn't look this way mm-hmm. or dress that way or act this way. And, um, and the idea that's like, no, I'm not just trying to make, you know, bad people start doing good yeah. things. I want to see dead people come alive. Amen. I want to see the dead yeah. rise in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if I can do that, like you said, through intimately just cutting someone's hair, because you're right, yeah. that would be that would be <laughs> weird if somebody was just like, hey, what's up, man? Like glazed right through your head. You'd be like, all right, put him up. We're fighting. You know what I mean? looking at you. This is great. I think we hey, could do a nice yeah, comb over here. Uh, this is perfect. this over here. You're like, I'm about to swoop you. <laughs> Gotta get off of me. Uh, end up on the ground. Um, and so and I, think, I think that's really awesome. So you, you had kind of answered this question a little bit, so we don't have to dive too deeply into it because I do, I do want to um, move forward as well. Uh, but maybe even just briefly, and like I said, you, you kind of mentioned it um, in the last question, but I was going to ask, what's some of the impact, now that this business is up and running, right? yeah. and it's been going for a year and a half, um, and that's a lot of time, maybe, yeah. and, you know, um, like a lot can happen in a year and a half, and I'm sure you feel that way, and all of us in this mm. room would feel that way. Um, and so my question was, what's, what's some of that impact that you've seen uh, on the women around you, you had mentioned pe- about people getting baptized and things yeah. like that. Because I was, I'll tell you where this question came from. I was thinking about how Paul is writing to the Corinthians and he's saying, "Do all that you do for the glory of God, right? Even when you mm-hmm. eat and drink, do it for the glory of God." And so it was kind of like, "Where have you seen God glorified?" And you you've talked about it in a lot of ways, um, but in specifically, what are some of the impact that you've seen on maybe some of your clients? Or your co, or you know, workers, or even yourself, just in this past year and a half of of some of those things. And you, like I said, you had mentioned baptism, but if there's any other little things, or maybe even big things that you wanted to share, I wanted to open that. I up think to you. Um, you know, besides the baptism, I think one of the biggest things I've seen and witnessed is is these women encountering God for the first time. Um, you know, women surrendering their life and giving their life to Christ where they thought they were just going to come get their hair done. And they came out, you know, now with, with, with Jesus in their heart, you know, and now walking out, you know, with, you know, even if it's the beginning of it and it's, it, there's a shift that happens, you know, not only in, in the physical of, of abuse, you know, the hair and all that, but there's a shift in their spirit, you know? I mean, like, the, these women come in broken. I remember uh, there was a client that came in. She just came for a haircut. And um, and I just felt, like, have, I felt it very heavy. Like, this woman was going through a really dark place in her life. And I'm talking to her. It was her first time. You know, how'd you hear about us? And the yeah, normal questions yeah. and all of that. And um, talking about life. And, and, you know, she, I kind of start, oh, she asked me. So what does P thirty one stand for? And I'm and I think I love I love the fact that it's P thirty one because that's 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 where I go, yeah. you know. It's it's a whole it like it opens up a whole gateway of me to just minister and 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 you know just release the word of God upon them, yeah. and you know it, it happens almost every time with the client, you know. So why is what, what happened? What's P thirty one? So she asked me. So what does P thirty one stand for? And I XP told her it could be anything. Yeah, it can yeah. be anything. And um, kind of said, oh, what stands for Proverbs thirty one? And kind of just started saying a little bit about Proverbs. And she just starts crying. And I'm like, 
are you okay and she's like you know i'm hearing you and she's like and i'm hearing this music she's like and this song reminds me of, of when i used to go to church when i was little wow. and she's like and i don't know why i'm crying you know and i'm like i'm like i know why you're crying you know and i'm like i feel your spirit is is definitely in need of a touch from god i said it and i feel um i'm like i told her i'm like i felt from the moment you came in you're really struggling and i said i'm and it probably has taken you to maybe a a, a dark place maybe you're 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 depressed you know and she's like yeah i am she's like i really struggled to come today um she's like i i wasn't planning on coming she's like i don't leave the house i don't socialize with nobody you know and she's like you know so i came because i knew you know um she's like i i needed a haircut so she thought it was just a haircut but it really was a, a full-on encounter with god and i and, and i think i what i loved about that client was that i was alone with her my my employees were in the back and they were having lunch so it was just a me and her time yeah. you know and i remember i told her i said can i pray for you and she's like yes yeah. so i remember praying for her and she's just weeping and weeping and weeping and you know she left with this glow of joy upon her that she's just she texted me a couple of days after that you know that she was going to go back to church that you know she had walked away from the lord and she was ready to like you know walk with god and she knew she had a calling like she it was like this completely different person you know and and i remember this woman and she still comes you know and i every time she comes she has a new like story like oh so i went to church and now this and i'm just like what like who are you like who are you you know and, and this is just one of the many stories um but i think a way it's impacted me personally i think it's taken me to a new level of intimacy because running a business is not easy you know i don't have a, a you know a support to ask you know for opinions or hey what do you think no like i have to brainstorm and be like all right god what should i do you know it's, it's really just me and god in every decision that i have to make and i try to be as wise as i can and you know try to get um make the right decision and get you know clarity from god and get vision from god but i think in the last year and a half where it's really stretched me is is um in the financial part is trusting that god's gonna provide mm -hmm. you know and i have to remember and i have to go back to march of 2018 and remember that if i only had 600 dollars to to open up a business and he multiplied that to 15 15 grand you know once i did the grand opening that i did the full-on calculation of what everything cost yeah. it was 15 grand and i said oh. i didn't physically see this fifteen thousand. i said it was supernaturally there and it happened so i have to always go back to that you know i'm like god if you got me through that like there's nothing that you can't get me through you know and right now with with this whole shutdown thing like i have to remind myself every single day all right god if you provide it then you're gonna provide now yeah. you know and i have clients that have deposited just money into my account you know i yesterday just last night i opened up my cash app i haven't opened that thing since september i had 120 dollars there that i didn't know I had, you know, so it's just like he's providing, you know, and he's continually just showing his glory upon that place. And and I continually just see, all right, he did it once. He's going to do it again. You know, and he was going to do it again. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely taking me to a place of intimacy, a deeper place. It's re really taken me um, to fall on my knees. You know, that that place has became my secret place, you know, staying late hours and just being alone with him, you know, once the day's over to just sit there and just be like, man, you know, this is yours. And I'm just trying to run it as best as I can. 
Um, but just the lives that have been impacted, and like I said, my two employees who got baptized, you know, a month after we opened, you know, and just hearing the testimony of how I opened up the salon kind of, you know, turned that on for them. It's like, I want that God too, you know, so it's, it's been, it's been hard, but it's also been, um, amazing to witness what God has done yeah. in just a year and a half. And- and we're gonna. I want to go not right now, but later before this this episode ends. I want to talk about that because actually one of the things I was uh, as one of our questions is kind of uh, finding that intimacy yeah. with God. And so uh, let's keep that on our minds. I just want to let you know we're we're gonna go back to that later because I <laughs> yeah, think that's a for good sure. topic for sure. Yeah, I, I I just think that it's uh, amazing again to think that you're able to share, and a large part of it um, is like praise God, you own the business. Yeah. So you're like this is what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but um, to anyone that's listening, because the, the reality is, is like, that's tough to do. That's yeah. tough to share at, like, it's easy to do at church. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do maybe with your, when you're with your Christian friends. Correct. Um, it's tough to do at work. Yes. Um, so I don't know. Do you have any encouragement to anyone that's maybe listening um, about maybe being bold and sharing of the gospel with other people at work. I think it, boldness comes from being in the presence of God, you know, because when you're in the presence, you lack nothing, you know, and the more, I don't want to dive into your next question, but um, it all comes with intimacy. The more you know God, the more you encounter him, you want, it, it's just, it's a desire for other people to encounter God the way you have. Yeah. So it's almost like there's no limits. You kind of just it becomes natural to you is like, Hey, this is, this is who my God is. Like, let me present to you, you know, who my God is, you know? And it's, it's just, it's, I, I, all I can say is it all comes from intimacy. Boldness comes. That's exactly where it it stems off of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave the last question to you, Dan, but um, yeah, I just think it's amazing uh, that you're talking about intimacy because the reality is um, when I know who God is, um, in difficult situations or in times where it may not be optimal to be like, oh yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust in you, God. It becomes easier because you you're constantly reminded of who of who God is. You know what I mean? It's really easy. Again, it's really easy to say whatever you want or to to follow God when it's like low stakes. But I even think about now. I think about your situation, and it's it, speaking on f- financially like talk about a time where you really need to like trust God and most people don't is like it because then that's people differentiate and go oh well that's more that's more of a real thing where I just kind of need to focus on it and then when I'm done I'll go back to God but I think it's a very interesting approach and it should be encouraging to whoever's listening and including myself the fact that we see in your life um you you you're an example of saying no God I, I'm going to trust you um, and again, I think you were, as you were saying, it just comes out of that intimacy and getting yeah. to know him more. Yeah. So. Um, since we are getting the cue that we got to wrap up soon, there's two things I want to say. One's a thought and then one's a question. The first thought that I was having is as we were going through uh, Proverbs 31, and I and I was taking time to look over it myself and just look over it again, and and uh, and I'm just looking at the characteristics. And I know I've read Proverbs 31 many of times before, but just looking at those characteristics, and then I was... And then I was looking at the ending, and the ending caught me. Because you're seeing all these characteristics of, as we mentioned, a virtuous woman. Or as I would say, a godly woman. Yes. Right? And it's like, it could almost be asked, 
well, why is she like this? Mm-hmm. Why, why is she so hardworking? Why is she so mm-hmm. honoring to her neighbors and her husband and this mm-hmm. and that? And you get to that, to that end, Proverbs 31, 30, and it says, because she fears the Amen. Lord. And a woman who fears the Lord ought to be Shall praised. Be praised. Amen. Right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, that's why. Yeah. It answers the question. That's why. Why does she honor her husband? Mm-hmm. Why does she do well by her kids? Why mm-hmm. does she why does she act kindly to her yeah. neighbors? Why does she, you know, work diligently with her hands and feet? Mm-hmm. Because she knows the Lord yeah. and she is compelled by a reverent and holy fear that says, I want to do, I want to serve my God Amen. because he loves me. And I want to clarify that for any listeners. When we talk about the fear of the Lord, we're not talking about the way you might fear, you know, getting shot on the street <laughs> or being attacked in a, in a, in a dark alley or something. It's, it's not that kind of fear. Rather, I like the way Shailin put it where it's, it's like if I was standing at the top of the Grand Canyon and looking down, mm-hmm. it'd be like if I was just in the middle of the ocean and recognizing the vastness that's around me. This is something mm-hmm. far bigger than mm-hmm. I am. This could consume me if it wanted to, mm-hmm. but God is merciful and gentle to me. Yeah. And that's what she's looking at. It's like, man, this God has every right to consume me. I'm a sinner mm-hmm. before his eyes, but he shows me mercy. And in the New Testament, we see how's that mercy shown? Through Jesus. He, mm-hmm. took, he took my sin and he died on the cross. Mm-hmm. And that's, I just wanted to clarify that for anyone who was listening when we talk about the fear of the Lord. It's not a cowardly fear. It's a reverent it's a fear, an honoring. Him. Yes, a respect. And so I just wanted to, I don't know if you had any other thoughts on that before I go to our, our final question, but that was just something that was really in my mind a lot. But um, last but not least, right? I told you we were going to go back to intimacy. <laughs> yeah. So this is where we're going to wrap it up, right? And I know you're a hardworking woman. I could tell even before you started sharing me the story because I could see all your work on your website, right? You're, you are all over the place, and I think that's awesome. All right, so you're hardworking, and I know there's probably days where you feel like, I just want to go to bed. Yeah. I want to collapse. I'm, it's going to be me and my pillow, yes. you know, for the next 12 days, you know? Yes. Like, don't worry about it. But you had said something earlier. You said, but what's been important to me is cultivating intimacy with God, cultivating this intimacy with yes. Christ. And so what do you do in your own life? And is there any advice to, to these other women? It's like, here, here's, here's what we should be focused on in cultivating this intimacy with God throughout the day. Amen. Um, well, I, I fail 100%. I'm not going to sit here and say every day, you know, is, is perfect. But um, intimacy requires sacrifice. It, it requires... Um, you to give something you don't have you know it 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 takes you out of your comfort zone you know because when you can be sleeping till let's say 9 a.m if you really intimacy that 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 the presence it it gives you it fills you up it's a fuel Mm -hmm. you know it's it's what's constantly um it's what constantly has me on my feet, you know, and there's days, yes, where I am just exhausted and I am physically exhausted, mentally exhausted. I, you know, I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking, do I have toilet paper at the salon? Like my mind is always running, you know, and it's, it, 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 when it's, it's like a relationship, you know, you have to make time for your spouse, you know, as, as busy as it is and, you know, as hectic as life is, you have to set that time apart 
to spend with your partner. Hey, how did your day go? You know, um, or, or whatever it is, you know, going on dates. I mean, it's it's needed in a relationship intimacy is needed in any relationship and just because we can't physically see god doesn't mean we can we have to we ignore it you know it's a relationship that you're constantly um you're you're sacrificing your time and he's pouring out of his peace he's pouring out of his strength you know it's an exchange so as i'm here sacrificing my sleep and i'm tired and overwhelmed i know i'm gonna get filled up i know you're gonna fill me up with the strength that i need um to go throughout my day you know and yeah maybe i do a drive-through prayer in the morning and i'm getting ready oh god i'm sorry like i'm running late you know um but i throughout the day while the client is is processing i'm gonna sit and read you know or I've caught myself sometimes because I have the worship music on is I'm worshiping as I'm coloring hair, you know, and it's, it, it happens naturally where you don't see it. Yeah. Uh, I think the other day my client's like, Oh, you're a singer. And I'm like, no, I'm not a singer. I'm just <laughs> worshiping, you know, and it's, it becomes natural. Or if I have to stay a little later, once my day's over, then I'm going to spend those, you know, those quiet, quiet hour to just sit there and say, God, thank you. You know, I, I should have spent a little more time in the morning, but I'm ending my day with gratitude. I'm ending my day with, with just a simple thank you, you know, and it's, it's very important. Intimacy, I don't think I can stop saying that because it's important. You can't know somebody you don't spend time with, you know, and, and you can't give something you don't have. So if I'm here sitting as a, as an owner, as a hairstylist, and I'm trying to pour out, but I have nothing in it's, I'm just, it's, it's, I'm not giving something I don't have. And that's impossible to do. You can't give what you don't have. So I have to get my fuel from God in order for me to minister to the one that's sitting in my chair. So if I'm not being poured into, it's hard for me to pour out to. So it's definitely, it's intimate time. It's, it's, it's sacrifice. You have to sacrifice time um, to spend with God, but it's something you won't regret because he fills you up. Boom. Anvil, thank you so much. Wow. <laughs> thank came, you so much. Came with that us. Holy Spirit fire. Actually, funny thing was when you were like, well, I'm not a singer. Gabe automatically gave the <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, if we had more time, man, we were oh, totally going to talk about that. And we would have put you on blast and, and everything. No, we would have loved to have gone there. But who knows? Maybe we could do this again sometime. Part two. Yeah. yeah. But it'll yeah. only be about singing. <laughs> but to, to the listener, as we talk about worship, worship everywhere. Wow, Annabelle, you're, you're a great example of that. Um, doing it at your job. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, you don't have to do it in front of people singing on a microphone yeah. or playing an instrument. Um, you could do it wherever you're at. You could do it wherever you're at. Well, again, thank you so much, uh, Annabelle, no and uh, to the listeners being a part of this conversation. So you can find Annabelle and her business on Instagram. Do you want to give a quick plug? Sure. Um, I'm going to spell it out. If it's my personal one, it's A-B-A-R-A-J-A-S-130. Or um, my salon Instagram is p.31beautysalon. Woo! There you go. <laughs> yeah, and you'll see a ton of her beautiful work. Um, as well as a link to her salon and her brand. Also, remember to check out deeperstillgathering.com for more information and how you can get involved. Where we'll be, well, meeting, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> we will hope to be meeting. <laughs> One day meeting. Um, yeah, but with all that said. Keep in mind, these episodes are filmed yeah, way before, you, you know, so it's, we could it's be tough. saying stuff. Yeah. yeah, maybe it has no relevance to the time. <laughs> Thank you listening. But regardless, go to the website, um, look on the Instagram, uh, look on our Instagram page, check to see what's going on. 
Um, at the time, we're doing the Worship Worship Everywhere Challenge. Um, but yeah, with all that said, thank you so much. And remember, worship, worship, worship everywhere. everywhere. Oh, oh, Jack, you ruined it again. <laughs>